Hi everyone, I'm Stephanie Liu, CEO and founder of Lights a Camera Live, and you are here. You're tuning into Soul Rich Woman Show with the amazing, the wonderful Janisha Allura. For women who love the F word, being fabulous, having freedom and financial independence and family. Alone, we are strong, but together we are unstoppable. A strong and independent woman is something to behold. She pays her own bills, buys her own things, and she doesn't let a man affect her stability or self-confidence. She is a soul-rich woman. Are you ready to be rich doing what you love? Be on purpose and in control of your life again. At For Women Who Love the F Word podcast, we will be openly talking about getting more clients online, getting recognition as the leader and female entrepreneur, and also the F word, being fabulous, having freedom and financial independence. It's time to own and love the F word. Welcome to the show. Hello and a very good morning and welcome to Soul Rich Woman TV for women who love the F word, being fabulous, having freedom, financial independence and family. Alone, we are strong. Together, we are unstoppable. Welcome to the show. Today, we have a really special treat for you all the way from the other side of the world. She's here to share with you the secrets of how you can be confident and get clients through and with live streaming, okay? So today we have a really, really special guest and I've connected with her because I looked at her profile. I'm like, this girl got to get on the show because she has so much nuggets and, you know, secrets and diamonds to gift to you as our listeners and our viewers and really work on our live streaming skills. And of course, knowing her journey as well will definitely empower you. Now, she is Steph. Stephanie Liu. She is a live video strategist for brands and entrepreneurs from moonwalkers to master chefs who want to go from unknown to unforgettable. Now, today, Stephanie, she has helped thousands of her clients and students to get on the fascination fast track to ignite their ideas and become confident on camera. She is also a certified neuro-linguistic programming trainer, all right, and she teaches brain hacks to help people overcome their fears of public speaking by rewiring their minds for success. Now, with her proven system, clients discover how to create crave-worthy content, get audience buzzing with excitement, and how to deliver a spell-binding presentation that hooks her viewers in. Now, she is named, okay, the top 50 digital marketing thought leaders by University of Missouri, St. Louis. Her work has been recognized and awarded by Forbes, online marketing, media and advertising, PR Daily, Forrester and Gartner One-to-One Media. Now, Stephanie is the host of Lights, 
Camera Life and the co-founder of Leap into Live Streaming Bootcamp. She has spoken at Social Media Marketing World, VidCon, Podcast Movement, and many more. Stephanie is also the co-author of the forthcoming book, The Ultimate Guide to Social Media, and it is due out on bookshelves in August 2020 by Entrepreneur Press. Now, she lives in San Diego, okay, and she's here today. This this morning, going to share with you how live streaming is going to impact and transform your business today. Stephanie, welcome to the show. Hello, and thank you. That was so much fun. <laughs> thank you. And you know, we were hanging out earlier before we start the show, and I'm so excited to bring you on. Now, would you like to share with us why did you? get into live streaming in the first place and choose this as a place of your business? Oh, that's such a good question, right? See, what most people don't know is that I'm an ad agency veteran. So I spent the last decade and a half deep in the trenches of agency life. So my background, Janisha, is really in SEO, PPC, and social media. And in, you know, having worked with big brand names, your Nike, your Sephora's, your Clinique's, Amazing, wonderful, and it's fun. But let's be honest, when you're working in the agency world, you're spending about 40 to 50 plus hours a week. And when I found out that my husband and I were going to start a family, we we're going to have a little one, that's when I realized, you know, if I could do it for those big brand names, I sure as heck can do it for myself. And that's why I started live streaming because I wanted to show people what it is that I did. I didn't just want to talk about it. I wanted to show them behind the scenes of how easy it is to develop an integrated social media strategy. And what was so interesting was that as soon as I went live, I got a new client. And that for me was groundbreaking in the sense that, you know, you could be sending out emails, you could do Facebook ad campaigns, but the second that you step in front of the camera, that gets you on the fascination fast track. That gets you on a first name basis with key decision makers so that you can launch your business online. And that's something that I'm really excited to talk about today. And when you embarked on your journey, you realized that live streaming was that place to be in or that space to be in. You truly own it and conquer it. But on your journey, I'm sure... You know, you didn't know that in the first place, even though you were a digital marketing strategist and in ad agency for so many years. I mean, how do you even have the awareness that it feels right for you to be in that space? Oh, wow. Well, when I first started live streaming, it was knowing that everyone else was calling themselves a social media strategist or a digital marketing strategist. And I wanted to separate myself from the sea of sameness because no one else was live streaming. It was in that moment when I realized if I'm if I show up confident on camera, then clients are going to be confident in the fact that I could get them the same results that I got for those other big brand name clients. And so when I started live streaming, I had to carve that space out. There wasn't a lot of female live streamers that looked like me, that sounded like me on Facebook, on YouTube, or anywhere that I could find. There were a lot of gamers, right? There's a lot of gamers and playing you know, video games and stuff, but there wasn't a lot of marketers. And so that was my claim to fame in the sense that I'm going to do this and I am going to put all my effort in making sure that it's not just a live video. It's a show. It's a show that captivates an audience. It's something that people are going to want to keep coming back to. And by practicing that, by mastering your craft, it gets easier and easier. I looked at you and then you shared with me, you have a daughter 
and you know you you have this amazing family and how are you managing um you know your family and your business your speaking gigs you're like you know moving to places to places to speak how are you coping with all this oh gosh a lot of it is making sure that i have the support system to do that right and it's there are times when I had to travel, I would rely on my family. Family is very important to me. And so they would take care of my daughter. My husband is also very aware of, of what my travel schedule is going to be, <laughs> right? So that's also very important. But for me, as far as like running my business, what makes it so helpful is knowing what drives the bottom line for my business and having services that I can offer that works around my schedule, that works around my lifestyle. So that way I'm not offering services where, you know, I'm beating myself up like, oh my gosh, I'm working on the weekends again. No, I love my weekends, <laughs> right? And so creating a business, a lifestyle that supports my vision, my values, that's something that has become so much more powerful in my life now. Had, had it been me like early in my 20s, oh my gosh, <laughs> <laughs> Come on, you're not that old, okay, please. <laughs> but you know, like in, I felt like after college, it was very, very common. You get a job, you work as much as you possibly can, you save, and you buy a house. And it didn't matter if you had to work weekends, holidays, birthdays, anniversaries. You know, you just put that, you put that aside, and you focus on your work. And it was, it was when I was fortunate to have my daughter that I realized, okay. I could create my own destiny. I can create the lifestyle that I want to have. And you put up a schedule for a that? Ske yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we have a schedule. So when I first had her, it was always a four-day work week, meaning Wednesdays is whatever we want Wednesdays. So whatever she wants to do, we will go to the park, we will go swimming, whatever it is that, that we want to do. And with everything that's happening right now, you and I were just talking about this. I had to shift my business again, right? I had to think about, well, what services do I have that I offer that is taking up a bulk of my work? Because now not only, not only am I still running my business, still doing speaking engagements, even virtually, but now I'm also a homeschool teacher. So my LinkedIn profile is crazy. <laughs> it has everything on there. And so being able to offer services that give me the freedom and the flexibility and that financial independence has been everything. I, it's, I've been so fortunate in that sense. I love that you are a neuro-linguistic programming trainer. That means you certify people because we had to clarify, right? And I just felt like, wow, this girl got the ability and capability to talk about brain hacks, to even rewire what your brain is going to be like on a live stream. Why do you you know, find it so fascinating to implement NLP strategies into your coaching and your programs with your clients? Oh, absolutely. One of the things that NLP does in order to help you in your business is that it helps you improve your communication. It enhances your ability to be more persuasive in order to get the results that you want, whether it's you trying to convince your clients or it's whether it's you trying to motivate yourself to take action. You know, in your video, you were talking about like the action that you take today will put you where you want to be in the future, but it starts with today. And when you speak to clients, sometimes you hear, you know, the tape player, they're like, okay, 
oh, you want me to do something? Here, let me push play, and I'm going to give you the same broken record of why I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And with NLP, you're able to find it out just like that. And when you bring it to someone's attention, they realize, okay, that's what's stopping me in my business. And just as you would with your phone, when you have to update the software on your phone, you have to update the programming that you have in your mind. It's those limiting beliefs. It's those stories that you keep telling yourself. Can you view it from a different perspective? Can you see the lessons learned and moved past it, right? And it's also understanding that there are always resources out there to help you. And whether, you know, you need a mentor, a coach, someone to help guide you, which I think like your whole platform is about is having someone that can walk along with you that on that journey is going to be so important. I, I love that. I'm so amazed about, you know, all these NLP pieces you're putting together and then coaching your clients, corporate clients as well, like CEOs, CMOs, or putting them basically on screen. What do you think are the two key important things that anybody must like get themselves like prepared even before they turn on that camera and going on live? Yeah, things that you want to master before you even start live streaming is first have the confidence because you can tell if someone is faking it like a mile away. You can see if someone is being very inauthentic or if they're forcing themselves right to be excited because if they're fake about it, you could instantly tell and they're like, oh, okay, maybe, you know, I don't believe that person. So I'll just keep scrolling. The second piece, in addition to being confident, is mastering your communication skills, knowing what it is that you want to deliver, having value and being able to communicate in a way that connects audiences. Because it's not, it's not a monologue when you're live streaming. It's really a dialogue because the, what separates you know, recorded video from live video is that you could have an ongoing conversation. You could take a look at the comments. You could see who's tuning in. And even if you have an agenda for your show, if you see that your audience is like, oh, wait, 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 can you go back to that other point? That's when you know, like, okay, I've already hooked them. How do I expand upon that? Because now it's a dialogue. Mm, I love that. You know, dialogues is not easy for everyone because sometimes they have this, like they go blank or sometimes they just feel that nobody's watching me. You know, when everybody first starts, I mean, there are little or no followers or maybe they have very few subscribers and there are not many people who are watching. But now with the technology, there's places for you to repurpose your content, to, you know, to distribute your content. So it goes beyond the effort of just that current space itself. Now, what would you tell someone who wants to go from stuck to unstoppable, knowing that, you know, they are just starting out on live streaming and they know for sure that, okay, and I'm going to get my camera, I've got to be confident, I must have the dialogue. What else do I need to be looking at to really pursue that show that people will want to crave to tune in every single day or every single week? Oh, absolutely. So there's power in the pre-promotion. There's power in creating buzz for your actual live stream, just as you would you know, when Hollywood is releasing a new movie, right? They're always going to give you those little teasers, those sneak peek trailers to get you interested about what the show is going to be about. And so if you're just starting out, the best thing that you can do is start asking people, 
what is it about my subject, my expertise that you're most interested in about? So whether it's live streaming gear or it's a live streaming script or which live streaming platform is best for you, start asking those questions because the more you ask, the more you start to realize, okay, this person, this audience wants to learn more about that particular topic. And when you dive into it, that's how you're going to create content that people are going to find super interesting. Now, the next thing that I, I generally like to teach people is called the 10 by 10 formula. And Denisha, this is like the thing that most people write down. It's you take a piece of paper and you fold it in half and you write down the top 10 frequently asked questions about your business, your product, or your service. And that's anything that you can find in your emails, things that you find on social media. You could even just Google it just to see what other people are searching for, whether it's on Google or even on YouTube. Then on the right-hand side, you're going to write down the top 10 frequently asked questions about your business, your product, or service that people should be asking, but they don't know. And the reason why you want to do that is because they're not the expert. They don't know what they don't know. And you being the expert, you could say, well, you could ask me about live streaming gear, but really what you should be asking is what is your messaging about? What is your show about? What do you want the end goal to be? Because you want people to begin with the end in mind, right? So if you're just starting out your show, start putting the feelers out there. Get interested in what other people are interested in. How are you going to solve that problem in particular? And as you're developing your show, that's your opportunity to ask people, what do you think about this name? Or of these 20 ideas that I just listed out in my 10 by 10 formula, which one are you most interested in? And you could have them rank. You could vote like, oh, you know what? I really like this topic. Let's put that at the very top of the list. Because what happens is that when people vote, Janisha, at that point, they're already making a micro commitment that they're interested in learning more. And when they make that micro commitment, they want to show up because you're creating content that's specific to them and that's going to help them out so much. So as you're thinking about your show, yes, it is going to involve the gear. It is going to involve communication as well as confidence. But when you put those teasers out there, that's how you know people are going to show up for your show because there is power in pre-promotion. If people don't know, they're not going to go at all. <laughs> and you want you know to what, know. Stephanie, I totally agree with you. I always talk about a pre-launch. You need to do a pre-marketing. Like even before we launch a podcast show, you really need to you know, kind of build up their momentum. And we've got ladies, they are really resistant in posting that because they don't really want to, they want to be perfect. They want to be like, I'm, I want to be already ready even before I showcase it. What would yeah. you tell? You know, a lot of times people aren't really looking for perfection. They're looking for connection. And when you tell stories and when you share testimonials about how your business, your product, your service has helped someone or how you've overcome your journey to where it is that you want it to be, that is actually what's going to help people out. A lot of people think that you have to be perfect for everything. And let me tell you, <laughs> after years of live streaming, live streaming will always have its quirks. And live streaming is all about improv. Nothing will always be perfect. The questions that are coming at you will be different. The people that are watching right now, I never expected those questions to come up. And so what I thought would be like the perfect answer may sway based on the audience's interest and what they have in mind. Now, if you really, really want to try to show up and be your best self on camera, that's going to require a lot of practice. And my best advice for that is create a private Facebook group 
go live in that group, test out your lighting, test out your camera, test out your transitions, get used to hearing the sound of your voice, how you use your hands on camera. And when you get used to seeing yourself, then you could start to become more confident. The other thing too, is if you have that best friend, that good confident that you could reach out to, invite them into the Facebook group, because here's the thing. You'll want to ask them for constructive criticism. What can I do better in order to improve the video quality as well as the audio quality? How was my delivery of the content? Did I seem excited? Does it sound like you wanted to stay until the very end? Because you want to have constructive feedback. And the fact is, is that when you invite that person into your private Facebook group for that very, very, very first public live stream, you want that person to be there because that's the person that's going to be rooting for you. I love that. And one of the questions I often get is how to be authentic online? How do you bring authenticity into live streaming? Does it mean that it has to be scripted? Does it mean that it has to be in a certain way? What would you share with your experience having done so many live streaming um, for the last many years and have advised big names and spoken on big stages? Yeah, as far as authenticity goes, Authenticity for me is more speaking from your own heart. You're telling your own stories. You're telling your own experience. And when you're on camera, sometimes when you're looking, you know, directly at that camera, you think that, oh gosh, I have to be perfect because that red light is just blinking at you. A great way to prepare for that is to have bullet points. And this is something that, again, most people love to have. So if you have a pen handy, write this down. It's called the format formula, and it was actually developed by Dr. Benice McCarthy, who taught in classrooms. And she noticed that children, students, they learn by asking particular questions. So you have the why audience. The why audience always wants to know why your live show, why your content, your blog post is important. Why should they read it? Then you have your what audience, and your what audience always wants to know the stats, the figures, you know, the definitions about what it is that you're teaching and how it relates to what they're doing their business. Then you have your how audience. Your how audience wants to give it a try. They love those PDF, those lead magnets, whatever it is that they could try. It's kind of like going to Costco here in San Diego, right? It's like, oh, okay, before I buy that, I want to taste it first. And then you have your what if audience and your what if audience is usually going to ask you, okay, Stephanie, if I start live streaming, what can I expect? Or Stephanie, if I don't start live streaming, what will happen to me and my business? So what I've covered so far is the why, what, how, and what if. And when you do that in your, in your videos, that's what's going to help people learn and absorb your content a lot easier because people are always going to ask those questions. So you want to give people why they should tune in, what you're talking about, how it's going to impact their business, and if they don't pay attention, what's going to happen. So for an example, it would be like, let's say for this particular episode. Hey everyone, I'm Stephanie Liu and welcome to this amazing episode. Today we're talking about live streaming for your business. And the reason why it's so important is because it can take your business from unknown to unforgettable. And so what we're talking about is how you can deliver content in a way that absolutely captivates an audience. Because let's face it, 74% of people that actually see a video are more likely to convert when they're actually on a landing page. And so how I'm gonna teach you that, I'm gonna teach you the format formula which we just talked about. And if you don't have time to tune in today, well then you could always catch the replay. So just leave the comment. I'll be back and I'll let you know when the video is done. Simple as that. 
And that's going to wow. be, <laughs> that's going to be, <laughs> yeah, that's going to be like your 30 second intro. And then for the rest of the show, go into your why, why, like why it's changed your life, why it's changed someone else that you've worked with your clients do the, what that in and of itself can be a good 20 minute episode. And that will capture your whole entire audience. I love that. And today in the audience, there's someone who's asking, um, it's not really easy to impress people. And she just started making content about three days ago. So this is a question posed by Jesse Tsi. And so how would you advise Jesse who asked, you know, does she just making for three days and she's finding it really hard? Yeah, well... There's, there's a saying that when it comes to marketing, it's about making 20% of the content and then 80% is actually promoting it. Because again, like what Janicia and I just talked about, you have to promote your content. Unless you're, unless you're paying for content consistently, you have to promote it yourself. So whether, let's say, Jesse, if you gave me an example of what that particular content is, then I could give you like a promotional plan, right? But let's say it's a blog post. Okay. You created a blog post. Did you send it out to your email list? Have you created a publishing queue in a social media scheduling platform like Agora Pulse where it's always going out? Let's say even for this, right? This live interview, we're, we're, oh my gosh, it's already been 35 minutes. <laughs> you know, but at that point, we have already like so many one minute social media clips that we can push out there that drives back to the full show, to the blog recap. But we're also just repurposing that content consistently. I like to think of it as digital confetti, right? So you're taking digital confetti and you're just like, oh, I'm going to sprinkle it everywhere, right? And then you bring it back to the party and where's the party going to be at? It's either it's going to be on your website, your private Facebook group, maybe your Instagram, wherever that community is. Because the fact is, we as human beings, we crave connection. We're always looking to be a part of a community. We crave belongingness. And even now, in a time like this, where it's like, oh my gosh, I just want to see another face other than my my husband and my daughter, <laughs> you know, that is going to be super important. I love the way you talk about uh, repurposing and distributing the content kind of like a confetti and then showing them where the party is. I mean, I talk a lot about that as well, repurposing and the power of batching. How would someone... How would someone actually do it? Because even before they live stream, so we're, we're talking about post live stream, like pieces like this, it gets repurposed, right? Into 1,000 different platforms. It cuts up into like what you said, one minute videos and, you know, distributing onto different blogs and different forums and you know, whatever social media platforms. But how about those people who even talk about, oh my God, Stephanie, I, I don't even know where I should even, how I should even bring people to my show in the first place. Yeah. I mean, you so, have followers. They would usually say, ah, oh, because you have followers, you know, you have already, you're already famous, so you can do it. But you know what? I'm so new, so I can't. I'm like, oh, oh my God. So yeah. let's, 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 let's wake, wake them up. Hello. You yeah. Know, let's wake them up. It's like, wake up. You know, we all start <laughs> from somewhere. We all started with like zero followers. Maybe I think probably the very first viewers of my show was my family, my mom you know, but eventually you start to find your groove. You start to realize when you do your live video, the questions again, that people are asking, that's what you want to expand on. 
So for example, like Jesse is saying, like, you know, it's really hard to impress people with content. What else can I do? That, what I just told you earlier, that could be another show by itself. And when I do that show, someone else is going to ask me another question. And when people start to realize that you're creating content just for them, it's special. That's why like personalization and customization, even in emails and chatbot marketing, like people love that. They absolutely love it when you are solving a problem for them. So for you, if you're just starting out, you know, do what I said before, do the 10 by 10 formula. Ask people of these 20 topics, which ones are you most interested in? And then go down that hole because they're going to realize not only is she talking about this topic, right, but she's going to expand upon it. And even with those 20 ideas, Janisha, that could be season one, season one, 20 topics. Okay. And then from that, you have more questions. That's going to be season two. So Jesse, all of that content is now being packaged up specifically for that person. And they're going to realize, oh, she's who I want to listen to. She's who I want to follow. And she's who I'm going to recommend to my other girlfriends. Love that. Love that. My next question is, how are you going to advise someone who is a B2B business um, versus a B2C business owner, you know, going to use live streaming differently as a strategy to build their brand and get clients online? Oh, absolutely. There's, okay. There's two platforms that I would definitely highly recommend when it comes to live streaming from a B2B perspective. The first one I would say is LinkedIn. If you're able to get access to LinkedIn, that is one of the most affluent communities that are out there. And LinkedIn specifically, they're looking for engaging content. These past couple of months, I've seen them feature specific content creators around certain topics. And then you, it's so easy for you to get trending hashtags. So if your hashtag is B2B or B2B marketing or whatever it is, it's actually a lot easier for your content to be featured on LinkedIn. So that's one of the ways. The second piece is YouTube. And this is one of those where it just boggles my mind that some people aren't creating content on YouTube. Because if people are searching for a problem they, they want to solve, there are different learning styles. Some people are very visual, like myself. I, I just want to see it. I just want to look behind the curtain and be like, okay, what's the step-by-step? -step? What's the framework? And sometimes I just love to get the overview. And in a video, you could get it just like that. In about five minutes, you're pretty good. And then if you repurpose that into a blog post, well, then now I could print it out. I could have it right next to me. It's kind of like you're holding my hand step-by-step -step on how to do it. So there's so many different ways that you could create content from a B2B perspective from live streaming. Now, I would say that that worked for me as far as LinkedIn, YouTube, and Facebook. Facebook has been a complete game changer for me because of Facebook advertising, because I could target companies. I can target people that are interested in working B2B, even if you're doing something on LinkedIn. Now, this is like super geeky, but even on LinkedIn, you could do LinkedIn ads and you could target companies that have X amount of employees because let's face it, some people like to call themselves, you know, CEO of a company, but they're only one employee, right? If you wanted to work with the Fortune 500 or the Fortune 100 companies, then you could target specific companies by how many employees they have, revenue, industry, all of that good stuff. So there's a lot, a lot that you can do when it comes to live streaming. Yes, and I love that. <laughs> so how about, how about, you know, getting clients with live streaming? I mean, this is 
something that we see, we think that live streaming is just, wow, the number of viewers and a lot of comments and it's like selling your, your, your clothes, you know, buying seafood and selling the next water bottle. The, people associate live streaming, especially in Asia, yeah. with selling of consumer products. That was why I asked you about B2C. Yeah. And and I'm I'm just thinking from a B2B perspective, how are we you know, because earlier on you shared with me that you got referrals through and with your live streaming. And how did that spark even happen in the first place? I know that okay, they watch a show, they are probably interested, but how do you even get that referral going for you? Yeah. Well, so the first show that actually just kicked off everything was I'm going to show you how to create a social media strategy. I'm going to show you how to create a social media content calendar. And it's when they realized this person, this expert actually has a framework, a process on how to do it. That's what really sparked their, their curiosity and got them excited. And that's, that's when they started to reach out. But the, I think where most live streamers fail as far as getting a client is that they don't tell people that they're looking for clients. They'll just think, okay, I'll go live. And people, you know, someone will DM me or someone will ask me, but you have to tell them. You have to tell them. Like if you're only directing people to Facebook and your Facebook only shows your live streams and never points anyone to your website that has your, your products, your courses, your services, your consulting fees, how will they ever know? And so that's, that's why having that digital confetti and repurposing is so, 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 so essential. I love the part about the repurposing part. And um, that, that is something that I always, always talk about. And I'm really passionate about this area. What would be the one, one thing you would tell someone who is just confused and like, should I, you know, there's so much effort to be done to repurpose this content, you know? What would you tell them to kick their ass? <laughs> to kick their ass yeah okay um it, it's one of those things where people when they think about social media they're like i don't know what to post on social media and I'm like are you kidding me like again like i said this this video in and of itself a shortcut that you can do as a content creator is you could see like well when did those questions come up because if you notice that during your show you're all of a sudden you're getting like a whole stream of questions whatever triggered those questions that's what you want to tease, right? That's what people are interested in and then use that to repurpose it. And generally when you are doing a live stream, you have maybe like two, three questions already in mind. You take those one minute sound bites of those questions that could already be three videos. Those three videos, you turn it into Twitter posts, LinkedIn posts, Instagram stories. This whole interview you upload it to a service like otter.ai, you probably already have like a 1500 word blog post that you then again can go ahead and repurpose and put out there. The reason why I want you to repurpose is because you will never have to worry about what to post on social media. Because if from one live video, I could get 26 pieces of content, that means for the next 26 Mondays, it's all Janisha, that's it, right? And then the next live show that I do, that's Tuesdays for the next Tuesday. I could just do that for seven, seven interviews and I will have 26 weeks of content that I don't even have to worry about. Every single week, people will ask you, oh my gosh, how are you everywhere? And you're not, you just did seven interviews, right? But that's the power of it. Love that. So to you, who is a soul rich woman? <laughs> 
To me, a soul-rich woman understands what her values are. And I'm not talking about values only in your career. What are your values are for relationships? Relationships with your significant other, relationships with your family. What are your values in your business, your career? Um, what are your values even about health? And when you have that full picture, then you could be in alignment. Most people don't know what it is that they want or what they or what they value. Sometimes they're just scrolling in their newsfeed like, oh, I want that. But if you know what your values are, you could easily say no to opportunities that are just going to distract you in your business. And that to me is a soul rich woman is understanding what your values are in all aspects of your life. Knowing your values, that's really a very powerful statement. Knowing who you are, truly aligned mind, body, and soul. So you know that for Soul Rich Women, we talk about for women who love the F word, being fabulous, having freedom, financial independence, and family. So Stephanie, which is your favorite F word? Of those, or can I put in my own F word? Um, I would say freedom and flexibility. Being able to choose what it is that I want to do, being able to choose, yeah, I want to work on that project because it excites me. I'm one of those where if you tell me that I have to do it, I am one of those like, no, 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 you don't tell me what to do. <laughs> I have to choose because if I feel that I have the freedom and the flexibility to do it, then that's what drives me. So those are my F words. Wow. So freedom, right? So that is the power. When you know where you stand by having that freedom, you leverage on that and you pursue your passion and interest. And that's how you turn that into a business. Then that is the power of what you're doing right now, live streaming. And you turn that, you've helped so many people, thousands of people around the world to do the same as you. So I'm really, really thankful for you being a human being, being so amazing, being on the show and sharing your golden nuggets. What is the last advice you will give to somebody really just crafting their content, like somebody who's just starting out three, three days, three weeks, three months, and they're looking to 10x their reach, 10x their clients, and get speaking engagements even with live streaming? Oh, yeah. I mean, honestly, do the 10 by 10 formula. Because I feel that that's really going to help you understand what the pain points are for your clients, your prospective clients, and even in just in your industry. Because you may find that no one else is talking about it. Or even if someone else is talking about it, they're saying it in a way that's very cookie cutter. And what people are really looking for is that personality. They're looking for someone that they can have that connection with. Again, it's connection, not perfection. That's something that I learned from one of like my good friends, Luria Petrucci, who's just like, Stephanie? People aren't looking for perfection. They're looking for connection. And when you create content that people want, that they desperately need, that's how you're going to 10X your stuff. Because when they realized, oh, this solved my problem of all everything else that's out there, this was the interview. This was the content. This was the video. Then that's what people are going to share. I'm just curious. Do people get high ticket paying item, that means um, high ticket items, people paying them big ticket, um, like coaching services and consultancy right out of the box. That means, that means after watching a live stream, they do a maybe a coaching call and then bam, they sign up for what five-figure coaching program. Have you had your clients doing something like that before? 
It it does. Yeah, it does happen, but it varies. So it's it's usually not the first live video, right? Because generally in your first live video, you might be a little awkward. Let's be honest. That's, <laughs> that's how some people are. Um, what I generally find is when you're live streaming, when you're able to create a show that shows off your authority, allows you to connect with people, allows you to engage with them, then you could sell the sizzle, right? Then you could do the big ask. And that's a framework that my friend also taught me, Dr. Lindsay Padilla. It's called the ACES framework. So you want to create content around authority, what makes you an expert, your connection, how do you engage with people, and then you sell on the sizzle. The thing is, especially with Janisha, when you're live streaming, every single person that watches your show, they now have these happy brain chemicals connected when they see you. Because they're like, oh, if you mentioned their name, they're like, oh my gosh, she actually said my name. I want to tune in. You know, you feel like you have this bond. And so the more that you go live through Facebook advertising, you could create what's called a custom audience. And because you know that they've already watched your video, they might actually be interested in those high ticket prices that you have to offer because they've been following what you've been doing. You don't have to sell them over again because you've already won them not only from their minds and their hearts, but now they're willing to open up their wallets at that point. How would you put it differently? A Facebook live stream, I mean, a live stream within a group versus on a page versus on LinkedIn. I mean, how would you put it into a structure for someone who is making a decision on where should I even live stream? Start, yeah, where should I even start live streaming? Here's the thing. I will say from a psychological perspective, you would want to go live on the platform where majority of your audience is. Because if you're going live for the very first time, when you see someone show up for you and showing you that support, you yourself are going to get those happy brain chemicals. And that's going to reward you and make you feel much more confident in live streaming. If, you, if someone said to you like, hey, go live on LinkedIn and you have zero connections. Oh, but you should still go there because it's the most affluent, you know, social media network out there, but no one shows up, that's probably going to kill your spirit. Let's be honest, right? So I would say start where your audience is. And as you start to grow, then you can start to think about multi-streaming. That's where you could go live on multiple platforms. But I would never recommend that you do that first because every single social media platform, Janisha, is really like its own country. Every country has its own etiquette and culture and rules. So you using hashtags on Facebook, might not bode so well versus, you know, putting in a couple of hashtags on LinkedIn, right? So that would be my, <laughs> that would be my two cents. Start off where you know where your audience is. And then once you've mastered your craft, start to expand from there. Mm, I like that. And you know how women always fuss over the way they look. What would be the best recommended looks to even you know have a framework to prepare themselves yeah even that. here's the thing you know what's one size fits all and looks absolutely glamorous on everyone it's confidence that's what it is you wake up and you feel confident and that's exactly what you need and what i teach people is think about that playlist that you listen to when you are getting ready for the gym or when you're thinking about going out on a date or hanging out with your girlfriends you know spray some perfume whatever it is to get you feeling confident because that that's what's going to communicate and translate to everyone else that's watching 
I love that. In fact, I always talk about energy, how when we put ourselves through that lens, even though you're at 100%, but the audience only receive maybe just, you know, like 50 because of that lens, right? Yeah. So therefore, when we want to go on live, we must put in like our 200% in order for the other person, on the other side to receive that 100%. Absolutely. So absolutely amazing. I love what you're, you're sharing, you know. So Stephanie, tell our audience and listeners where they can find you. Absolutely. The best place to find me and all of the work is going to be at lightscameralive.com. That's where you'll find resources, episodes, things that I'm working on. So if you're interested in learning how to go from unknown to unforgettable with live video, that's the place to go. If you wanted to geek out, if you wanted to see like, oh, what's happening behind the scenes, then the Facebook group, that's the best place to go. And it's Social Media Strategist on Facebook. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so honored that we are connected and I hope that I can continue to serve you as you build your dreams. And if you love this episode, and I hope that you did, rate it five stars. Give us that glowing review because it will help more women around the world finding the Soul Rich Woman podcast. Alone you are strong, together we are unstoppable. Now share this with every woman who needs it because this is how we are changing the world, one woman at a time. As always, get out of your comfort zone and go towards the dreams you've always wanted to achieve. For women who love the F word, being fabulous, having freedom and financial independence. My dear soul rich woman, sending you my love and I'll speak to you soon. Bye for now.